Well, welcome to Everything PC, the technology show for PC enthusiasts brought to you by Tech Central. My name is Duncan McLeod. I'm joined, as always, by my collaborator in this venture, Gerard Pretorius. Gerard, good to see you again. Hello. Who are these people with us? Oh, <laughs> we have foreign invaders. <laughs> no, we won't call them that. These are actually our sponsors. <laughs> Microsoft and HP, guys, welcome. Yes. Thank you for Thank sponsoring you. the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, right next to me is Colin Erasmus, who is now Chief Operating Officer at Microsoft South Africa. So how long have you been in that role? About two months, sir. That's why I have grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats on the promotion. Thank you very much. And uh, next to Colin is, yes, I'm going to, I'm probably going to butcher this name after I said it perfectly That's before fine. we started. Yes, Sir Judin. Perfectly fine. How are you doing, Duncan? I'm doing well. Excellent. MD of Hewlett Packard. HP, or HP South, South Africa. It's no longer Hewlett Packard. Right? No, it isn't. Just yeah, HP. Just HP. HP just South HP. Africa. Much easier. Yeah. Much Absolutely. Easier. Yeah. So, yes, welcome. Welcome to Thanks. our studio and welcome to uh, to Everything PC. Pleasure to be Fantastic here. Fantastic to, uh, to have you guys in the studio. Beyond the two of us, we normally just talk yes. this rubbish all day. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually get some real insights from industry leaders now. <laughs> so... Um, I thought let's start, Colin, with you, and, and let's talk a bit about Windows 11, because that's in the news at the moment, because 22H2 has just been released. Uh, some people have started to get it through Windows Update. Uh, others, like me and like Gerard, have uh, forced the updates, because we just got to have it. It's the latest version. We've got to have it right now. Um, we're probably your favorite type of user, actually. Um, but tell us a bit about Windows 11. It's been in the market for about a year now, right? Correct, yeah. Um, 22H2 has just been released. How's market reception here in South Africa been? Look, it's been incredible, I think, over the, the last year, uh, and obviously the updates that we're seeing at the moment. There have been some interesting key updates. I would say, you know, the, the numbers that we can absolutely share is that we're seeing, at the same time with Windows 10, we're seeing about twice the uptake mm -hmm. um, from where we were with Windows 10. Uh, so people are really loving what they have. And I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a bit into it later around hybrid work, but I think that is really spurred on mm -hmm. um, a lot of the uptake from what we've seen because it really is and has been the operating system built for this hybrid work, yeah. um, you know, where the endpoint really becomes the endpoint now. Um, there's been some interesting updates, mostly in four major areas. Um, we can't talk about Windows 11 without talking about security. Um, it is the most secure OS we've ever built, um, designed out the box. We talk about security from chip to cloud. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that when somebody boots that PC, that we are secure from boot all the way through to the cloud. So there have been some interesting security updates that we've done, um, some updates to the Defender product, so the smart screen product, really helping people. You know, if you look at the cyber environment today, scary place to be. Yeah. Um, so some very interesting updates made that we are checking and prompting people when they may be potentially putting in credentials where they shouldn't be putting mm -hmm. in credentials. So, so updates made there. And updates made from an app control point of view as well. <coughs> so security, major update, we'll always be doing security updates. We've also made it easier for the general user out there. So something that we saw and one of the big design principles with Windows 11 was the simplification, right? So some people were, you know, start menu in the middle, not mm. sure about this. But as we've spoken to more and more people, yeah. that, that was actually designed to be simplistic and to be a productivity boost because yeah. we're now in the middle, we can get things easier. But some interesting changes we made there, we actually made some changes around captioning. Um, accessibility is really big for us. We want to make sure that people that have accessibility challenge really can use the product. Um, so some interesting changes that we made there with the, with the latest updates around narrator voices being more natural, easier to listen to, so if you can be doing longer things. Um, and then things like, like um, um, system-wide captioning mm -hmm. that we now do. So uh, a lot of the applications had to be very specific with Windows 11 to do the captioning. We've now done that system-wide. Yeah. So any audio that you really get, 
um, from any application can now, Windows 11 can now do that captioning, so, so, so that's quite interesting. Um, a big one for us has always been the accessibility and embracing our developer audience, again, big audience for us. So some interesting changes made around the App Store. Um, and now allowing third parties to front their apps in the App Store as well. So that's, uh, that's quite a big one for us. And then productivity is always, and we talk about hybrid work, we talk about productivity, and we're going to get into that in a second because some very interesting research we've just released. Um, but we've done some interesting stuff around um, giving people do not disturb spaces, spaces within Windows 11 now uh, and actually giving them focus time sessions within Windows 11 and making some changes to the snap screens that we launched at the time of launch. I took some feedback around that and made some changes there. So those are mostly just the high-level changes. Um, the, the, the adoption globally, adoption in South Africa has been very good. As I said, about t twice the speed of what Windows 10 was. Oh, at the wow, time. That's, uh, that's impressive. So yeah. is that adoption coming... I mean, historically with Windows releases, the adoption has come in the consumer market, first the enthusiast market, and the corporate market has tended to follow later once they've done the te necessary testing and they're absolutely 100% sure they want to deploy the software in the organization. Is it, are we seeing a similar trend here, and is the corporate adoption starting to happen now? 100%. Look, compatibility yeah. is always a big thing, right? Yeah. And, you know, as we moved from previous versions, Windows 7 to Windows 10, you know, that gap was a bit bigger, yeah. right? Windows 10 to Windows 11, the, the gap was a lot smaller. So out-the-box compatibility was quite close in any case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I mentioned stats here, but it was, it was yes, close to 99-odd yeah. percent. Look, we always say to our professional businesses out there, you've got to do the testing, right? And I yeah, think no, you would agree. It's, it's not just cold turkey and let's go. Yeah. But yeah. one of the big changes that we made between Windows 10 and Windows 11, deliberately so, was that the management tools that you used for Windows 10 yes. is the same management tools you use for Windows 11. Mm -hmm. So that really helped us in many ways and helped a lot of organizations adopt a lot quicker. Um, and also from an IT point of view, the learning curve for IT and people doing this was a lot smaller. You know, and as we talk about hybrid work, autopilot is a massive thing for us. Mm -hmm. we, we, we partner very closely with the likes of HP around that. Yeah. You know, so the ability to take a PC out the box uh, send it, or not even take it out the box, right? Send it directly to the end users sitting at home, them cracking it up, joining the internet and getting what they need mm -hmm. has been incredible. Um, you know, I'll talk personal experience from, from Microsoft. I got a new PC. Uh, it wasn't HP, mm -hmm. by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> under, under lockdown. Mm -hmm. And uh, IT didn't touch it. Uh, the PC came directly from the distributor to my house, uh, opened this thing up, and, and sort of yeah. half an hour later, I was up and running. Mm -hmm. Windows auto updates are... Yeah massively improved and better than I would say most other companies I've n even other operating systems I've not get something where you, in, uh, the printer can be 19 foot sack old and Microsoft will find a driver yeah. <laughs> somehow somewhere Microsoft <laughs> even either made themselves a driver or they put it on there so yeah kudos to a lot of Microsoft dev guys sitting there in the back end making drivers making sure stuff works well, you, yes, you must have a lot of 19-foot-sack uh, uh, printers I that you've do, got to support. So that's actually quite yeah. impressive for Microsoft to yeah. go that extended and say, sweet, let's make sure this works because I can imagine how many people, old lady phoning Microsoft, my printer doesn't work and now Microsoft yeah. somehow yeah. has to be <laughs> the support agent for something that they didn't even sell. Look, and that's the general feedback that we're getting. Yeah. You know, we talk about the universal print service that now, yeah. that now yeah. exists as yeah. well. Um, you know, and the intent was to to do exactly that. We talk about making it simpler, yeah. not even just in the design, but in the adoption, right? I, I yeah. crack, your, crack, keep, crack this. Keep to the plug and play print. principle. You know, so so right. definitely, so the adoption, yeah. definitely, mm -hmm. we see yes. great adoption. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yes, let's bring you into the conversation here and, and talk a bit about HP. It's an organization that's been through significant change in the last uh, few years. You've obviously, it was the demerger with uh, mm -hmm. HPE, or Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Enterprise. Uh, I believe you're still both and still in the same building in Johannesburg. We are, we absolutely <laughs> are. And, and, and yeah, it's happened, right? I think, you know, for, for, 
for what is out of force of habit or for force of reference. Uh, it, asked, it is two separate entities legally, right? There's Hewlett Packard Enterprise and HP, and I think we all kind of know HP Hewlett Packard Enterprise is talking to the server, the networking storage, yeah. and of course every software defined networking as an example. And of course, then HP is focused on the end user. So if, if perhaps one way to kind of uh, look at it is you've got the cloud and everything else on the enterprise side, and then you've got the edge computing, right? Mm -hmm. Which talks about the PCs, the printers, and everything else that goes with it. So we we, we do a lot more with the edge computing kind of things in HP, and that's where I fit in. And of course, then the other organization is literally a floor above us. You're right, yeah. Duncan. I mean, it's uh, you know the world is is a small space, and and we've actually enjoyed uh, being in, in close proximity, yeah. and it stayed that way. But it must be quite interesting to have a, one entity that suddenly becomes two. Have you found your the cultures have diverged somewhat? Uh, I mean, are, are, how, what, what is it like working at HP compared to oh, you don't work at HP, but you're in the right, same building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how has HP changed since the demerger happened? So, so I think we've we've all had to we've all had to reinvent ourselves in some way or the other, and reinvent is a strong DNA portion of both organizations. Mm -hmm. I think we've both have gone on our journeys, uh, but those journeys are really talking about reinventing. And mm -hmm. I think we've all had to change it. In fact, the pandemic is kind of one of the things that made us realize a lot of the ways we saw things happen before is the way we need to change our strategies and move forward to adapt. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, I think the key one, and we've seen that at Microsoft as well, right, is that agility of being able to serve to what the market's moving and how we're changing. I think the culture stayed fairly intact. We're still uh, very much seen as, uh, you know, Fortune 500 with the emphasis of a startup company in a sense that, you know, let's look at what the customers are needing, what our customers need, our partner ecosystem. How do we address it? And can we be agile enough to also change? Mm -hmm. So we try not to remain static and I think that's a good thing about both those companies uh, and, 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 and I think that's probably the key mm -hmm. in a lot of instances these days yeah, to remain not static and be yeah. more dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, we're going to go into more of a free-flowing sure. discussion uh, during this uh, during this episode of the podcast. Before, before we get there, I'd like to just perhaps focus a little bit on uh, on this new research that you've done around the hybrid workforce and uh, and the impact it's having on the PC market more broadly. So it's, what is it called? It's called the Work Trend Index, is that right? Indeed, indeed. Uh, and in fact, this is the third time we're doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we announced the, the results actually on the 22nd of September, so, such as CEO um, made the announcement. I want to go back three years though, or two years, when, when we did it for the first time, and, and just show you the progression of what's actually come out. And South Africa was included in the survey, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, so we go back two years, and this really was just sort of a year into the pandemic. Um, and the, the results were quite interesting. Um, and we coined this phrase as the hybrid paradox. It was very, very interesting. Um, about 70% of the audience actually said to us, um, you know what, we actually don't want to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite interesting. Surprise, said so surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. And the reason for that was the flexibility. So the ability for me to take my kids to school, potentially, you know, have uh, lunch with a spouse or whatever it may be. But at the same time, almost the same amount of people said they, they missed the in-person collaboration with colleagues. Mm -hmm. And we called this thing, we coined, we coined this thing the hybrid paradox. Like people want to stay at home, but they want to go back to work. They yeah. want to see people. So it was quite interesting. And the PC market at the time, we, we really started seeing that adoption of the endpoint because yeah. people, that, that, that became the real endpoint where you were doing everything Correct. that you needed to do. Yeah. It, was, it was very interesting. And we'll talk about form factor in a second, mm -hmm. potentially. Um, and then the second work trend index came out and there were five major things that were identified. Um, but the, the thing that I'll really talk about is the worth it equation. And that's what came out of this and we coined yeah. it as the worth it equation. And what people were saying is, that's great, let's go back to work, but make it worth it for me to go back to work. So yeah. I think about this, and you guys may have seen it at the time, but uh, most people had better tech at home now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So most people had two screens at home potentially, may have had a mic set up or whatever it is. Great internet now because I've now got great 
great broadband at my house. Nice. Go back to the office, broadband's not so good. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe the canteen's not so good because at, at, at home at you home. were getting a good meal, yeah. you can make the canteen. So we, th there was a large discussion around the mm. worth it equation. You know, make it worth it for me to go back to work. Um, you know, seeing colleagues, and there was even some new tech that was designed. We, we designed something called Outlook RSVP because some people were going into work thinking their colleagues would be there in really? person, and they weren't. They yeah. were actually on a Teams meeting. So, <laughs> had people, it was, it was quite weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last, the, lo the the latest one that has just come out, which is quite interesting, um, we are now calling uh, productivity paranoia, because there is paranoia in the system where people are now going, I don't know if people are really working at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the, the research is actually quite interesting to actually show, show us that people are and mm. the productivity numbers are quite good, whether they're at work or, and, or at home. So yes. that's what's come out. Uh, I think when we talk about the PC market, I think it's quite evident that that whole hybrid work thing really drove people to use the endpoint a lot more than what they, they were prior to that, frankly. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that security became such a big discussion, right? Yes. Because mm -hmm. I had now opened up the edge in many ways, there was no more DMZs and yeah. you know firewalls as in the past. Safety of your corporate Safety. network. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Didn't, exactly. Didn't exist. You don't have an IT admin sitting there at work saying, yeah. hmm, "What is that guy yeah. doing there? Yeah. What USBs is he plugging in?" No, <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. Right? So very, so very different discussion. So, so yes, I'd love to get yeah. your your point of view because we really saw the PC becoming very central. Yes, I mean it became so like essential. I mean, we literally it accelerated what was effectively the the, the adoption of the PC mm. in every environment, huh? And you've got to look at it from a household environment. We saw it primarily like in different segments, but now we started seeing shared PCs between uh, persons in home. Like you know, yeah. mom would be using the machine for one, and then dad would probably be accessing it at the same point. And you know, you needed to perhaps in some cases provide more than one device in that environment. So so now you've got a mixed environment. You've got a home network that's kind of getting really you know strengthened up with a lot of other connectivity yes. devices into it, and you're becoming a little bit more digital savvy and comfortable with it. In fact, like you started seeing older generations and perhaps even kids adopting it a little quicker because it was a survival technique. Mm. Now, what that's done overall is that, well, we've got to look a little bit closer at the form factor, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't the way we had seen things before. So a lot of work and research, and, and we work closely with Microsoft and, and, and on a couple of levels. Firstly, it's like the user experience, right? Of course, you've got to have a device that looks good, performs and gets the business done. But now you need to fit different environments. And the hybrid world tells you it isn't just about fitting in an office or your study. It's going to be anywhere in between and talks more about the places you can work from. Yeah. And so a lot of work has gone and you talk about Windows 11, but at the same point, you know, you talk about collaboration in that hybrid environment. A big, big function mm -hmm. of that responsibility relies on us bringing that right technology of collaboration because you want to be seen properly. You want to be heard properly. You want to be interacting with ease and not having, you know, uh, this audio not working and not having the flexibility to move from an in-ear, over-ear kind of environment. And I think that's brought up some nice, interesting discussions because people want to play in different environments. And, um, and yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to take that major, major portion of it is that security side, which, which Colin mm -hmm. alluded to right now and started speaking about. And we've put a lot of effort into designing into making a stronger security layered device because we understand the environment isn't secure, that corporate network no, environment. Unfortunately, the world isn't safe. It isn't safe, and it isn't. Yeah, yeah. You, it, <laughs> you, you do your best to make it as safe as possible. Absolutely. Make Absolutely. as many walls as you can. Correct. So and, and keep that productivity in yes. this, right? Because no, yeah? you don't want to make it obtrusive. Without making it so that the, heavy, yeah. that the consumer cannot use or gets a problem with the device. So it's like, oh, I can't do this because this thing is blocking me or something like Absolutely. that. So Absolutely. So, so where do you guys see this going? Mm. Yes, I mean, w um, COVID is 
touch wood, coming mm-hmm. to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems to be over. Um, you know, people are starting to return to work. Certainly, I was sitting in traffic yesterday. Yeah. Now, thinking, this pandemic people is are heading back. It's definitely <laughs> over. Exactly. Yeah, yeah um, yeah. But do we do we do we continue with a sort of hybrid uh, environment? What does the what does HP do internally, for example? I mean, are you are you guys still working partly? So we're hybrid. Part? We have both environments available, and and I think you know to be con- honest, and uh, you know until we know what the workplace surveys and, and sorry, Colin might have got the the terminology wrong, but like the survey would would be important to tell us because I think let's be let's be sure that. We don't know that it's going to be either one environment or the other, but we know that hybrid exists in both environments, so we're doing both today. Hybrid means that you should have as much as good experience in the office as you would at home, right? Kind of matching the tech and returning back to a normal environment. And I think we'll keep that, quite honestly. Today, there's a lot more flexibility in an organization talking to about the health of an employee, right? We can say a lot about the technology and how great it is, but that productivity index also brings a lot of stress to individuals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. People are working longer hours. They're taking a lot less time, you know, for, for rests and breaks, etc. But the company policies are starting to evolve. They're starting to say, hey, hybrid, we've got to understand that some people will be remote, and remote can be anywhere. It could be at home. could be, you know, part and parcel of being in a different location, different environment. You could be doing, you know, whatever you need to do. But you've got to balance now, I think, more of the personal lifestyle and work into one. And that hybrid question is yet to be seen as a formulative d- definition. I think it's going to evolve over time. But the idea is just to obviously watch it and address as you, as, as you see that yeah, coming along. Yeah. I know Microsoft in the U.S. Has, has, has said certain things around around remote work and working from the office, et cetera. Is that something they impose on a global basis or does each operation decide you know, what works best yeah. in a particular market? Look, I think very similar to, to, to Yesh, we, we're in a very similar situation mm. uh, locally. We, we also well aware of the culture, right, and, yeah. and, and what has happened and, and allowing people to do their best work. Uh, you know, and we need to take that into account. We also know that the cultures have shifted, and that hiring. You know, we we spoke about the big resignation. You know, mm. that was the big buzzword a while a, a while ago. So we also aware that people that are coming for interviews are also the, demanding things now, right? So yeah. mm. does your work policy allow me to actually work a little bit from home because mm. that's where I do my best work potentially? So we we need to take those things into account. You know, when hybrid happened. We came out with uh, out internally with a new operating model, and it's something that we share with our customers. Um, we call it people, places, and processes, um, where people is now 100% of the center. So the well-being of the individual is critically important to us mm-hmm. because we know that people are now potentially dealing with a sick family member, and we yeah. need to give them that, that space. Or we need to make sure that they are growing and learning in a hybrid environment. You know, back, back in the days, if you wanted to... You know, enable an employee, there was maybe a training program, whatever it is, and you eyeballed them and you saw them and you were in a room together. Yes. That's changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing to think about that has changed is building social capital. You know, in the past, we used to go on team building. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, all go on absolutely. team building. Yeah, to Michalisburg, we all mm-hmm. did it. Everyone's <laughs> together. Now we're hybrid. So how do you build social capital within yeah. a team environment where you are hybrid? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we have seen that. Um, and we, I think, uh, the, the people is the, is the main element. The second one, places, this is where devices and that play a big role. Because what we also need to do is we need to make sure that our offices and our places are kitted to do this. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about different technologies now that do that. HP has some amazing technology in this space that allows people to be their best they can within a room where half the people are online and half the people are in the room, yeah. as mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. And the important thing is not to ignore the people that are online. Now, what we saw prior to the pandemic, if you just think about it personally, is the people that were online were always excluded, right? Yes. You, know, you, you had this device <laughs> on the table and yeah. like every five minutes, the, the guy would be shouting or the lady would be shouting, hey, remember me? 
<laughs> no, we sometimes see it's the opposite, right? The guys that are online having chat and the guy that's sitting in the room is going, hang on. <laughs> so, so we need to think yeah. about these things, you know, the culture, making sure that, yeah. that, that, we, are, that we are inclusive. And mm. that's yeah. where things like, and, and yes, mention it, mm. the quality of the speakers Super important. Super right, important. Yeah. The quality of the camera. Yeah, mm. camera quality yeah. has drastically improved. Improved, right? Absolutely. Laptops yeah. now all of a sudden. Yeah. Super important. So when yeah. we talk about places, we've got to think about the yeah. technology that's enabling this as well. And the last bit is obviously processes. You know, you can't have a paper process anymore for people to sign because they might be at the house or whatever. Yes. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean, the digitization angle of that is huge, right? I think a lot of companies have to look internally and say, how does that digitizing work? And, and, and collaborative tools that you have and you know, Teams is, is, is one that I'm familiar with uh, yeah. quite, quite extensively, gives you a lot of that bandwidth to be able mm -hmm. to manage a lot of that processes digitally. And that, that, that talks to productivity and efficiency again. And I think you know, we've, there are the tools available. I think it's really just about understanding that the world is slightly different now. Mm -hmm. yeah. How do you encompass that better? Um, and yeah, we've got to agree, they're going to spend a lot more time in front of that machine, eh? Yeah, how has that changed um, customer? I mean, a lot of businesses obviously buy mm -hmm. PCs for, for, for their yeah. employees working at home. but. Right. Um, both both end-user, consumer, retail mm -hmm. consumers, and mm -hmm. business buyers. What have you seen in terms of um, the, what the questions they're asking you in terms of what they need right. uh, for this hybrid right. work environment? But they right. must be having conversations like, you know, what's the camera quality like? What's the audio quality yeah. like? Yeah. What are yeah. some of the other conversations you're having with clients? You know, what's the one big one that I think that really came out of it was when you talk about the enterprise side of it, it was really just about the pressure that it brought around uh, to the IT and the support and services side mm -hmm. of that. I think that was a really, really unseen challenge because like Colin was saying, right, you, you get your machine shipped, uh, you don't have the IT desk, like you were mentioning here. Yeah. Like you can't go there and say, I've got a problem here, or can you just maybe image it, and can you do this kind of thing? And I think that was a very, very much uh, a, a big, uh, let's say, challenge overall for a lot of organizations. Yes. How do we do this remotely? And I, we've spent a lot of time building a lot of solutions, and we've really increased our services stack, number one. How do we provide better AI into our devices that give the guys pre-alerts as opposed to having to fix issues? Because you're not in the office and in a five-minute radius. You're going to be in different environments. Um, we want to use a lot more capabilities within our devices to say, hey, listen, you can have multi or, or what do you call it, distributed management kind of tools. Mm -hmm. What are those tools available between the HP stack and what can you do together with Microsoft in, in that sense of bringing that to, to the IT? Because you really want to make it as seamless for the individual to feel that there is a lot of things can be fixed. We've done a lot of that in printing side as well, right? We, we understand that you can't actually go out to the site environment for our customers and fix it. So we've deployed a lot of analytics and software capability at the back end to be able to spot, fix, and remotely control and correct issues, which has saved actually a lot of time and also improved productivity indexes mm -hmm. overall. And I think that was one big, big key nugget. I'm going to big one that we were starting to see is battery life. Questions mm -hmm. around battery life because yeah. I'm now going to be moving between coffee shops potentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And load so shedding. And load well, shedding, yeah. and load go, shedding right? potentially. Mm -hmm. So we, we saw a lot of questions around battery life. In the education space, a lot of questions around, and once again, comes back to speakers and that, but the ability to narrate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially for students, not having to type, the ability to narrate and for the hardware and Windows 11 together mm -hmm. to work together to actually yeah. do that speech to text. And, and yeah. uh, for those that haven't tried on Windows 11 on an HP machine, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, and, and those were some of the major changes that we made. And also pen input now. Yeah. No. So yes. we're seeing a lot of it around dictation mm. and, where, and where I am. And you talk about um, automating those processes, yes. people needing to sign, sign. Um, digital signatures. So um, some very, very interesting asks coming out around hardware and capabilities. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. 
All right. Uh, so, yes, let's talk a bit about um, HP's uh, PC lineup. Um, yeah, sure. And, uh, Gerard, feel free to jump in at any time yeah, with questions, questions here. But um, maybe just at a very high level, yep. take us through uh, what you have in the market and who it's aimed at. And absolutely, about, let's talk yeah. about some of the cool tech you've Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we've done a lot in terms of our redesign. I think, you know, we, we, we talk about serving to certain markets. Firstly, you've got the commercial and the corporate environment, right? And you've always got a lineup in here. We talk about quite a nice little range of products. The Book is generally the product line that we're pushing into the corporate environment, and we've seen a lot of development. Now, it's not just about having just the processing power and the powerhouse behind it and some of the manageability features and security features. They're also looking for devices that actually are thinner, lighter, mm-hmm much more deployable. So when you look at the traditional enterprise, let's say the corporate kind of machine, it's very much taken an image look of a consumer machine, which would be sleeker, funkier kind of environment. Mm. And then on the consumer side, it's also improved drastically, right? You've seen this big shift from working remotely where you've got a nice gaming demand coming along. We've Mm. seen gaming become a really, really important aspect of it. But not to say that in the environment, you know, the, the ZBook and the workstation environment is really important. We've seen a lot more push towards notebooks. I think, you know, working remotely and having also the power issues also drives a lot more interest towards mobile or let's say notebook mm-hmm. kind of uh, form factors. Yeah. So we've seen that grow qu- quite yeah. well. So, uh. you know, we've got the range on consumer, whether that is, you know, from the pavilion or moving on to the Victus and, the, you know, the Omen range for, for gaming. And of course, we still have desktop machines, don't get me wrong, huh? yeah. I think that exists and that's yeah, a, yeah. a strong tangent of it. But we've done a lot more work in terms of making those machines, uh, at least on the mobile platform, a lot yeah. more strong in our portfolio. Now, what's nice about it also is that it's not just about the technology you're bringing onto it, but it's about how you're doing responsible design and responsible manufacturing. And we've spent a lot more effort in the new lineups. And if it's not seen on a product spec sheet or on a box, know that we're using a lot more responsible, sustainable motions in terms of using recycled yes. plastic materials, and, of course, important on the packaging side. So when you look at the way we're designing our machines, they're taking a lot more responsible method in, in, yeah. in the way we're doing it, mm-hmm. but still bringing the cool tech and the availability out there. And then outside just the general laptop environment, there's also, you know, the, the other products that we have, which is a retail point of sale. And we've done some amazing stuff on that. And if you haven't seen them, we'll certainly get an opportunity to show mm-hmm. you some of that because the traditional way of looking at retail storefronts, uh, we've done a lot of work there. But it's not just about the storefronts in retail. It's also about the medical segment. It's also about the logistics environment. Today, if you look at some of the challenges we've had in COVID where you had, you know, remote uh, testing stations, etc., yeah. you need pretty robust, pretty secure strong devices that have the capability to be able to collect patient information data. And you're not going to do it off just any generic tablet. So we've put a lot of effort in developing the retail point of sale to be uh, multi-industry applicable, right? And I think that's, you know, that's the other unheard uh, hero within the portfolio, actually. The logistics and so forth, because imagine everything was now shipped, delivered. Now we can go from house all the amount. Imagine how many, like, uh, like, what's it, pick and pay, and yeah. all those companies needing their own courier companies and the scooter guys, they all need to have machines and all of that data needs to go around that customer. Correct, you yeah. place on your with your phone and place the order, get it through. All of that people, people need to do it, but it's all machine-based because uh-huh. it's all barcodes, yeah. serial numbers. Yeah, because you're scanning and collecting and yes, you want to digitize yes. as quickly as you can. you need to make sure yeah. what goes with the right Absolutely. thing so you don't send the customer one parcel to the wrong customer and stuff like that. Now, sure. now you, you raise an yeah. interesting point, and, yeah. and this, is, this is a major change we've also started to see in the market is what we would call the frontline worker, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two-thirds of the global workforce are frontline workers. Mm. And I think this became, and if you think about technology deployment to those people, very slim prior to the pandemic, pandemic potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's interesting, right, because the frontline worker is, in many respects, the representative of your brand. Mm. It's the yeah. first person is, that you see is. when you walk into yeah. a storefront or yeah. a logistics person mm. dropping yes. something off. So the one thing we have seen, and goes nicely with the, with the device lineup, is a new thought about how we actually equip that frontline worker with technology mm. to allow them to have access to, to data um, and allow them to actually represent your brand correctly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one big difference I've seen with laptops. As well now with laptops, the main, when we get to laptops now, especially now with, with both AMD and Intel being more aggressive with processors and mm -hmm. so forth, processors have gone way better now from what we used to. We now have new 12th gen laptops, 13th gen coming out next year, even from the AMD side. I've had customers buy new, even from the like Elite Book and Pro Books where they come with a big battery, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. 90 watt hour batteries right. and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it's the first time I've had people come and say, uh -huh. I can actually get about 10 hour battery life on this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's yeah, how yeah. much with the new processes having improved the battery Absolutely. efficiency you can actually get that now correct and you can do it and you can use excel you could powerpoint open at the same time so all of those features and then with windows also becoming more intelligent with like with resourcing and so forth yeah. with edge sleeping mm. tabs properly and so correct. forth so mm. you can save all that little it really makes a difference every little uh -huh. what you can save Absolutely. makes a it makes that yeah. reach yeah. because yeah. i've had one doctor he can now actually do a flight from here all the way to uae uh-huh on okay. one charge. On mm -hmm. one charge, yeah, yeah. And that's what we're looking that's for. And you raise an important one, like when you look at the AMD and the Intel environment, right? Yeah. I think like generally, you know, it was... Um, when you talk about the users, they, they kind of felt like at certain level, I've got a machine and it can do X, Y, and Z, and yes. I didn't need to look any further. further. Now, yes. they're a lot more aware, they're yes. a lot more cognizant of yes, the details behind it. it, they're asking tougher questions, <laughs> they're looking <laughs> for better uh, feedback, it's, right? Like, on what is that utilization? Yeah, what is that battery looking like? Yeah. More, more my customers go like, what, how much, if I will do work, how much, how much battery can I get can out yeah, of it? Exactly. So yeah. it's like battery life comes first, yeah. then it's, okay, yeah. what webcam? Normally, yeah. no customer, mm -hmm. before COVID, yeah. No one asked about the, about webcam. the webcam. Correct. It's like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. not even a thought. Now Absolutely. they go, okay, battery, webcam, yeah. speaker. Amazing. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay, that's there changed everything. A bit. ESCOM has definitely contributed to that. <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> I presume that, <laughs> that's, sure. that has added a lot to it yeah. as well. But, but you're right. Uh, customers used to walk into a retail store. They'd say, oh, this thing is yeah. so thin. Look how thin it is. They don't even think that that's thin because the battery's not that great. Or it just goes like, Oh, it's an i7. Oh, that's uh, the best. Just buy that. Yeah, and they don't even look at correct. the rest yeah. of the yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and it, it actually makes a point where you can actually, people can now appreciate when, some, when a company actually goes and does a lot of effort in their laptops. Yeah, absolutely. How they make the chassis, what micro quality. Correct. So yeah. it's like taking that stuff now from Apple and so forth and then saying, sweet, oh, you can buy a Windows machine that's, in my opinion, yeah. I would never go Mac. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was straight. You can buy a PC that's, in my opinion, better. Mm. that you can use. Now, the other thing we're starting to see in the commercial side from that point of view is, you know, we've always spoken about TPMs and deep programs. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Mm. We're starting to see that become a big discussion. Yeah. Big, 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 big TPM big especially. TPM, TPM, TPM yeah. especially yeah. because of Windows 11. Yeah. Yeah. The reason for that is we wanted people to have the best, most secure, secure. experience. Mm -hmm. But there's even some interesting innovation going on there from a chip point of view. Yeah. And it's related to security once again. Yeah. We, we know, for instance, we now have a TPM module on the motherboard and mm -hmm. we have a CPU that sits next to it and they've made that bus transfer a lot smaller so that you don't have rootkit attacks. But yeah. there's some interesting work going on and, and we'll see that very shortly. I know HP yeah. is very involved in yeah. this called Pluton, Pluton, where they're actually now taking that TPM and putting it on the CPU yeah. so yeah. that there's no, no longer any, any, any bus transfer. So, yeah. you know, the, the problem is the clever guys and these clever actors, I mean, these guys mm -hmm. are clever. 
you know, they're already looking at a hardware level going, hang on, how do I get in there yeah. before that OS boots, as an yeah. example. Yeah. So, you know, by doing that, the TPMs now on the CPU, you no longer have yeah. that opportunity. So, man, we, we're seeing some very interesting innovation, yeah. even from a chip point of view yeah. when it comes oh, well to... Oh, well, that adds because yeah. Proton is now added onto the AMD's 7000 series desktop chips mm -hmm. that have just been launched in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So those ones already with mm -hmm. partnership mm -hmm. with Microsoft already has that built in. As far as I know, AMD will have the new laptop chips coming out quarter one next year. We'll also have those things built in for Microsoft, which adds a lot to security. And it's actually quite impressive what you can do to mitigate so forth. Because I know AMD even had to go to extent where they had to like put an ARM chip on there to actually act to that to do type of stuff that Proton's doing now. But now that there's an actual infrastructure from Microsoft side where they can just use all of that knowledge there already and then the operating system can actually understand it and do mm -hmm. all of that things in the back end. That the customer doesn't need to worry about it. Windows Defender will pop up and says, I've blocked this thing. There you go. Super Happy, not yeah. legit, yeah. This, yeah, this <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've actually I've had a couple of customers where that actually protected them or yeah. ransomware. And so isn't forth that like the whole idea? Is like almost it needs to be transparent. Yeah. And you know, almost like in, on the user side, yeah. you don't actually have to know that this is happening, mm, but yeah. you want to be sure that it is there. It's the, it right? should be there. It's the invisible man there, making sure you are safe. Safe, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's and on multi levels, yeah, OS yeah. level, hardware level, level, boot down. Look, and the other thing you've got to talk about when you talk about that now is zero trust, right? Going back to the commercial side, because yeah. everyone's not talking zero trust, zero trust. Yes. Some people call it zero trust, other people call it something else. But at the end of the day, we start looking at, you know, how do you operate in an environment? And this is where the hardware becomes so important as well. How do we operate in an environment one where we explicitly want to authenticate you? Right? Yes, and what is very interesting now, Duncan, if you think about it, MFA, multi-factor authentication, this yeah. was always a corporate thing. Man, it's mm. everywhere now. Mm. Even, even in the consumer space, yes, right? Yeah, um, so so that's, that's good because, you know, we, we, we're verifying you explicitly, yeah. however yeah. we're doing that. Yeah. The, the second thing that we're now starting to do is only giving you access to what you need when you need it without interrupting productivity because that's yeah. critically important. And then always assuming that you're wor working under a breach environment, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Now, now. The reason why I bring up the hardware there is what Windows 11 really supports are things like Windows Hello, passwordless mm. security. Yeah. Mm. Because that's really where things become really robust and very secure. And I mean, some of these devices, if you look at the HP stuff, all now support Windows Hello, yeah. you know, either facial recognition mm. or mm -hmm. biometric or yeah. whatever it may be. And, and that is critical to the Windows 11 and, and to the Zero Trust yes. story. And to create to Microsoft as well through because you've got your mobile app as well for the security and so forth. I use that a lot now. Authenticate. I tell people mm -hmm. the Authenticate app is like brilliant because mm -hmm. if I log into a machine that I've never logged into for or a new machine, it pings my phone, gives you like, are, yeah. here's two numbers, does it match? Yes, does yeah. it do? Okay, there we yeah. go, press in yeah. and there you go. You don't have to press in buttons, you don't have to password, you don't have to get a password manager out or anything like that. And that, that Microsoft, kudos to you guys to make that actually work well because I must say from all the other stuff I've used, no one, even customers, because that's we do that now. We kind of do this for my stuff because we we in retail, so we do Office 365. We mm -hmm. install that for customers when they come in. So when they buy a new laptop, we set that up because we do get a lot of older customers coming in as well. And then we sit that and actually set up all of those actual double authentication and all those things for them because we know they're more likely to be caught by that because mm -hmm. they tend not to be. Their password is fish uh, fish one two three. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like password. Yeah. Like, uh, there's still some of them who have password and so yeah, forth. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. then we migrate all of them to that. Or if they've got a Gmail account, we link that in, but then use the Microsoft Authenticator because it's just, we've had a couple of customers get hacked mm. as well already yeah. and then yeah. lost, lost money. 
Right, absolutely. Like that's absolutely. You, need to be more, you need to have that paranoia and say, <laughs> make yeah. sure the customer is actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing Validating. the right thing, are they actually putting their password in the right place and so forth, because Microsoft already has protections against that now for Windows 11 as well. Mm. It can actually yeah. see if you put your password in and they know it's something somewhere for it's super legit, then they go, noop, noop. <laughs> I, I would genuinely say to people, like, like, look at the PC that you have. Most of the mm. PCs, mm. Um, have got that technology to turn yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, that's why I like uh, to a lot of negative that people brought out. The fact that Microsoft said, let's say this is a standard. I pref- I, I, I've got a feeling because we had a previous show that I also said it. Microsoft and a lot of people got a bit hot slack against that. In my opinion, that was a bit wrong. So a lot of people say, oh, now I should buy a new machine. Who is this? You're talking about the TPM. Yeah, TPM. It's like, who is the conspiracy between right. HP and mm-hmm. all these companies mm-hmm. to get people to buy new laptops? It's like, mm. no, but you can't keep up using like 10-year-old laptops. No, and we and still get people bring laptops. They, I'm not joking you. Second yeah. gen, first gen i7s from Absolutely. HP and stuff like that. And you still look like, Holy crap, this thing, especially some of the HP it hasn't Pro books. failed, which is good, but at the same point, <laughs> like, okay, you know, you've at some point, a, yeah. you need to replace you it. Need like to, this you HP need Pro to. books, especially because they, you can see they've been bashed and broken, but they've been yeah, built yeah. like a brick. Yeah. So, but it's like, it's now time to move on because those those things don't have the hardware to protect you again. To protect you, absolutely. And so it's a tough one, right? Because you really want to be at the same point, be on the forefront technology. I mean, we're an early adopter nation, let's yes. be honest, right? We'd want to try everything yes. new as quickly as we can. And sometimes early adopter isn't just about having the fancy, yeah. the glittery and, you know, the shiny and flashy kind of product. It's really just about our necessity. Yeah. We live in a difficult world today. I mean, the world isn't a safe world. And once you're online and you spend that amount of online, I mean, you are in a global environment. It's, it's as simple as that. And you're opening yourselves to all of those threats and all of those yeah. risks. And, and, and yes, sometimes, you know, necessity asks that we do understand. Because you're right, the older product after a long time, mm. there is only so much you can squeeze Support, out of that. Yeah. And it's going to be otherwise a risk in, in, in your environment. And, and yeah, we, we don't force people to buy new machines mm-hmm. regularly, Duncan. We just, yeah, you know, well, but it, again, you know, it's, f- it's important to keep up with the trend and expect, yep. you know, what is my minimum level? The fact trend? that you can still install yeah. Windows 10 on that machine from yeah, also to that's from great, eight. That's great. So yeah, exactly, basically, yeah. that's from, from Dell, uh, from HP and so forth, having support, yeah. working yeah. with Microsoft, absolutely. getting that support, making sure Windows 10 still works with those yeah. old devices. Yeah. Now, I must say, now... I've had a couple of customers where mm-hmm. once they get used to touchscreens. Oh, they can't go back, This right? is also a big thing against that I had. Like yeah. People had riots. Oh, Windows 8 touchscreen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like this ugly thing. It's like, have you actually used it? No, no, no. It's stupid. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, okay, wait. And then now when Windows 10 came out and now with Windows 11 that has better te- pen utilization and touch and so forth. Yeah. I've had doctors come and it's like, why haven't I switched 10 years ago? I'm like, I kind of told you two years ago you need to switch. (laughs) And then as I get the doctors to switch over there, like, nah, I'm sold. This 360 thing now, I'm like, I'm I'm gone, dude. So the question is, if if a doctor is using e-inking, is it still illegible on the screen? Yeah, well, (laughs) then you'll use Microsoft OCR OCR for the poor patient to see what it's actually saying. That would have to be pretty damn good OCR software. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been pretty good because the OCR software that some of my doctors have used and they say it is actually Pretty, oh, wow. pretty good okay. actually. So it's some people say, like, do good yourself a favor. It's like play with it. <laughs> if you've got a touch screen, play with the OCR with Windows 10. It, it yeah. actually works and the dictation because we do sell to, we sell to a couple of schools for the blind and so forth. And right. all of their machines are also Windows yeah. 10 and Windows 11. And the fact that Microsoft spends so much time and money in accessibility. Mm. Well, well, let me let me let me give you a practical example of of sometimes how we just don't think from yes. an accessibility point of view. Um, 
and, and Windows 11 now has that built in. Uh, if you think about somebody who's hard of seeing who might be blind, and they boot that PC up, and there's something wrong before the OS loads, they actually can't solve it. So Narrator, as an example, actually boots up prior yeah. to the operating system coming along. Yeah. So you now have the ability to actually read the lock screen or read potential errors yes. before mm -hmm. you know. These are small things, but they're yeah. big things. Yeah, they make yeah, big it's difference it's well. something that able people will never think about yeah. and mm. be completely like, oh, that's why are you doing that? So I'm like, yeah, you need to do it because there is people there that will find that beneficial. Uh, so, so true. It was the same as the updates that we made now in Windows 11, yeah. adding, adding more natural narration voices. Because if you think about now a screen reader reading hours worth of content, uh, it actually can become quite annoying, frankly, yeah. if the voice is not, and you, you, will, you, you, you will drift, right? Yeah. And simple things like adding more natural voice makes a massive difference. Yeah, mm -hmm. now it's, that, I think that market still needs to get in because I know some of the lawyer firms are looking at to do that because they do, I must say, they use a lot of like the old Dragon software because Microsoft oh, owns them and so forth. Uh -huh. And a lot of them are starting to get used to the Microsoft implementation because they, they use their PC as a secretary. Mm. Like I'm mm. not joking. Mm. Like literally, they wow. don't have a okay. secretary. The PC is the secretary, so yeah, wow. it goes PC, make note, do this, mm. make this note for this call. I need to find this thing, and then they sell dictate, and then because it's lawyers, they they do documents and documents. Yeah. So they walk in the actual office and then talk and talk and talk, and yeah. then you'll be amazed how well. Then again, you need to have a proper microphone on that machine. Correct. So Absolutely. a lot of them go and say, "It's like oh, I need to have a proper microphone." Oh, why is it struggling, Mike? The microphone, yeah, your microphone is yeah, crap, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's struggling to hear <laughs> yeah, when you yeah, walk yeah. away from PC because the PC doesn't know you're like away from you it. and you're gone. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. then it's like, it's like, oh, okay, that's why it was struggling. I'm like, yes, okay, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. So then, then you get that in so that a lot of people still need to start learning, buying a new machine, seeing what you can now get out of yeah. it from Windows 11 and the form factors that they provide. Oh. is such a There's major such a refinement done, eh? Yes. It really is. You're missing so much of the cool features if you're exactly. not Exactly. That's, that, that's that what I was like, yeah. sometimes, like I, sometimes I sit with the customers, like, you're getting this new laptop. Have you seen Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this in office and so forth? Oh, crap. I didn't even have thought about that. I never seen Absolutely. that action. Yeah. Like, people can actually use it. And it's like, oh, I actually never knew. I'm like, yeah, you can do that with your laptop and the sleep thing. It's like, oh, I need, do I need to shut down my machine? It's like, no, it has an <laughs> yeah, SSD yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. does the letters. Yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. shutdown story should now end now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to no, cha change subject now. I want to uh -huh. talk a bit about, uh, uh, we spoke about logistics earlier, but I want to talk about sure. logistics and, and the supply chain in, yes. in mm -hmm. PC yeah. industry specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we know it's been a big story through through COVID of, um, of demand, uh, particularly in semiconductors. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that automotive manufacturers just haven't been able to get and, and, and their lines have been literally yeah, been yeah, shut yeah. down because they can't get enough chips. Right. Are we starting to see the end of this uh, this dire shortage of silicon? Um, yeah. And, and how has it impacted HP and the supply of computers into the South African market? Uh, I mean, it's such a, such a relevant question for yeah. now because I think there was not a manufacturing company that didn't suffer from this mm. challenge, right? I mean, the, you've got to know that the COVID just brought about this accelerated demand. Supply exactly. just couldn't keep up. Yeah, and it yeah. was not just, you know, on the PC side. It was the car manufacturers and everybody else. I think we all know kind of know the story on there. And, of course, that put a lot of pressure, not just on the manufacturing and the component kind of supply, but also the logistics and every other downscale industry that it went into. So um, are we seeing that improving? I'm going to say absolutely yes. I think we've come around, uh, yeah, you know, and, and we've learned a lot of lessons in terms of how do we efficientize processes within an organization? How do we find better ways of creating better routes or for that matter, you know, move, having more supplies and different yeah. ones, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it takes a while to ramp a lot of that up. And I think that the world 
as it moves forward, we talk a lot of things that are going on when we talk about, you know, the, the, the buildings are starting to become more smart and IoT devices coming in. There, there's a lot of pressure still, right, in the mm -hmm. market mm -hmm. to, like, get a lot more chips out of it, a lot of silicon done in electric cars, like you mentioned. They'll drive a big demand as well in the mm -hmm. market going forward. So I think let's not assume it's going to return to normal. Mm -hmm. I think we've just got to adapt to, to a very tough situation, but we're getting a lot better at it. And I think right. that's yeah. one key it's message is that we're getting a lot better at it. And we're finding better ways of harmonizing, whether that is efficiencizing the, uh, and I don't know if that's a real word or not, but I mean, finding the, finding the efficiency <laughs> in the design of the product. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because it's a process. Just as soon as you finish and you find more efficient yeah. ways of designing your device, mm. and then, hey, well, we can actually open up and find better ways of, uh, yeah, of making that. So, you know, using more common parts, using yeah. less of one and yeah. trying to cr create the platforms is a lot of work on the back end that we're doing. And so, so, so for that, for the first part of it, it's like to say, well, there's ways you can improve mm -hmm. to address that supply demand. Um, and and that, that is something I think will stay, quite honestly, because more people are getting more uh, comfortable with devices. Yeah. Uh, the, the good news for us, I think, overall, is tech is becoming a part of the household not just on the device you're using as a machine, it's mm. the, the fridges, the TVs, the, you know, all of the equipment, the, the vacuum cleaners, they're all waking up and they're connecting mm. to the internet. And, and that's kind of in some ways exciting, but of course, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's just where the world's going and, and it's yeah. great to be part of that, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're seeing a lot of that tech coming into the environment. Yeah. Yeah. But it's quite interesting, we, I mean, we spoke, and I spoke on the show about mm. the, the supply, the silicon supply issues, yeah. mm -hmm. and what we've seen in the GPU market in the, mm -hmm. last, uh, in the last few months, our prices have literally just yep. crashed. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it almost seems to me that the, the high-end silicon is now in ample supply again. So if you're looking for a, for a, for a microprocessor for your PC or you're looking for... Yeah. The Intel yeah. games, the AMD guys, the, the NVIDIA yeah. guys, they are kind of good. But the so. automotive guys are still suffering. Yeah. Because yeah. they're it's using the older tech, yeah. which is not... Being not as ubiquitous. All the manufacturing companies have just told them, yeah. well, mm. you, it's time to grow up now. You need to use the new stuff now, yeah, boys. Yeah, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking <laughs> for a PC now, you can't. <laughs> it's <laughs> easier. But there's other things now with PCs that people don't think about. It's because a laptop is not just the laptop. The laptop is the screen, the hinges, the body oh, yeah. parts, Several the keyboards, yeah. the, the lights behind the keyboard, it's a trackpad, mm, right. it's the speakers, mm. it's the webcam. Mm. And it only takes one of those manufacturers that need a component that they can't get Correct. that then affects the whole lineup. And it won't just affect one company, it affects all of them. Mm. Because mm. there's probably just, I, I can't imagine there's 100,000 different companies that make hinges. There's probably maybe 10 or 5. Right. So yeah. each, but each company has their own unique design. Correct. So even then, now you as a company from <laughs> from HP now needs to engage. It's like these are our hinges. We need to make sure we get our hinges on time because we need to put them on our laptops. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of that shortage, when we saw that shortage and the ramp up was there, they 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 placed the orders. But then you said like, you can only place so many orders when the manufacturer just says, "Oh, we can't make can't, more." Yeah. Yeah. And it's like then mm -hmm. it's like so people unfairly I think got a bit upset. It was like, "Oh, why can't you just make more?" It's like. Well, there's, well it's this, not it is, there's not, it's same as a car. There's, you need wheels for the car to wheel, you need a steering yeah. wheel. You can't sell the car without a steering wheel. Absolutely. So, same well, as well, a lot of lessons. I know some manufacturers you might like to. <laughs> yes. well, well, maybe, maybe it's an option at that. You'll go into the software where it's a DLC <laughs> that you now buy separately. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah, that's no, so, I, I think a lot of companies learned a lot of lessons and also actually, I'm actually quite surprised that the, the actual quality of products didn't suffer. Well, I much. think that's a very important one. Yeah, it was not mm -hmm. a matter of like we, you, you know, you could get some, like you said, you yes. know, if you wanted a hinge, you could get a hinge. Mm -hmm. 
But you didn't want to trade off one thing, right? Yeah. Because I think the brands of what our responsibility is, and we look at tier one brands, yeah. such as yourselves, like you, you don't take shortcuts when yeah. it comes to quality. You make sure that you go through the same robust because people have invested a lot of their time, a lot of their money into actually buying a device that will last for them. But at the same time, your your responsibility, not only to the environment, but also to the person and their experience, right? Mm -hmm. From form, functionality and design needs to be kept at a certain layer. And you, and you can't take shortcuts in an environment because once you do that, you probably risk reputational damage, right? And yeah. that, that's, that's very I know some companies have yeah. because I know some of the more Chinese companies they change some components on their like SSDs and so I forth. I won't comment on no, that. No, but but yeah, there's the, the, the a purely Chinese companies. Exactly. So that's why I say, I thought it was like, I can't say that the hinges were poorest before COVID and after COVID. That's still the same quality. I can't say the laptops have broken more than what they did previously. So I tell people in the companies that we sell mostly, I can't really say that they've actually somehow managed to still keep the quality even though the demand was so much higher. And there was always, you can imagine the enticing it's like, we can buy it from this cheaper guy for that, but we can use this. Like, Shortcuts. It's like, uh, you see, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, ah, oh, no, but then if the thing breaks, then the guy's gonna say, ah, oh, this crap HP, I'm gonna buy something else. And it's like, and so yeah. you see now, that's- You just that's, gotta protect the brand, I think, at all of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, so I think know, I'm actually quite impressed that most of the brands and companies yeah. actually hold the date temptation. Mm, yeah. and didn't just go there. Correct. Deep. Because a lot of them could, and. I can you honestly could, say absolutely. none of them actually, everyone did well. Everyone did Everyone well. did well with COVID. So yeah. everybody sold everything they made. <laughs> so everybody was pretty happy. I think the hangover is coming now a bit. Sure. So we'll probably see a bit of a slowdown now with laptops. I think most, mm -hmm. you can only sell so many laptops until people are going to stop buying laptops. So we're probably going to see that. And then that will, I would, I hope that will now push a pining of saying, okay, sweet. We've now sold these things. Let's start making different things again because mm -hmm. I had this fear where you can start seeing laptops being the same. But the companies try to make themselves like Envy has their specific look, but then seeing to see how they're going to grow yeah. that now differently when they when the market has a bit of more saturation. Now you can yes. experiment again. Yes, exactly. Because exactly. before COVID, you could see drastic designs. The Dell design, the HP design look completely different. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, oh, the HP design has this nice yeah. feature because they had nice, like, especially the Envies and so forth. Yeah, yes, exactly. Thin, yeah. thin designs and so yeah, forth. They kept that pi pi pioneered. Mm -hmm. And then the what, vapor chambers that they start right. using for yeah. cooling and so forth. Yeah. That's also one thing that a lot of people don't think about laptops. Like yeah, yeah. All the cooling that goes, engineering time that you spend. Yeah, absolutely. The thinner, the tighter you make yeah. it, the more. You know, you've got to put a lot more. You, you need to now get engineer that, guys to make batteries smaller or yeah, get the more expensive batteries in the smaller size, get uh, better thermal, get the better fans. And that costs money. It's not just there. Guys, we're, we are almost out of time, but okay. uh, before, yes. we, before we wrap today, yeah. I, I, I want to um, I want to put you both on the spot because I want to okay, I want to sure. ask you maybe to to look into your crystal balls. Uh -huh. Let's look forward five years. Um, there's been amazing change over the last three years. A lot of it caused by the pandemic. The high, and I'm going to circle this back to the discussion on hybrid work. Um, we've got companies now talking about this thing called the metaverse. I'm not quite sure what that is yet. I'm sure I'm sure people will figure it out in the coming years. Um, but uh, there, there's this idea that we're going to be meeting virtually. That um, that uh, at some point in the future, uh, a team's meeting is going to is going to um, is going to morph into something where your colleague will, who's working from home, will actually seem like they're in the space with you. Um, Colin, where do you see this hybrid work environment going, and what's technology actually going to to do? Let's say, let I me. Mean, I won't ask you ten years from now because that's probably too difficult. But let's say five years from now. I mean, how how is it going to change? Am I literally going to be sitting next to a virtual person of you having a version of you having a similar conversation to the one we're having now? Well, look, I wish I had that crystal ball because <laughs> I would do some interesting investments, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, look, I I think this this new productivity paranoia is quite interesting now. If you if you if you look at it, 
So I think we're going to start settling down again uh, a bit potentially from a hybrid work point of view. And I think, look, I don't think we'll ever go back to where we were, mm. but I think there will be a new rhythm that gets established. I think tech is going to, I think, going to accelerate um, quite drastically in, into the next couple yeah. of years because we now have a lot of the tech that we've been waiting for for quite some time, right? Mm. Yeah. You know, I it's know Moore's Law and all the rest of those <laughs> lovely things, but I think that is accelerating now. You know, if you have a look at things like 5G, um, you know, no conspiracy theories yet, but if you have a look at 5G, I mean, that is now starting to become quite pervasive. And mm. I think that's going to change a, a lot of what we do potentially. Now, everything's going to, you, you spoke about it, everything might have a embedded sim in it now, mm. right? Which means that things are going to change. I do think that the metaverse is going to be quite big for us. And as we settle down into hybrid work, I do think we are going to see a lot, a lot more of that. So, potential avatars representing you mm. <laughs> in, mm. in, in a, me in a mm. meeting. So, if I were to predict that, I think we're going to see a, a, a fairly good acceleration of, of, that, of that tech. I think we're going to see a lot around sustainability mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I think we have to, I think just as brands, we have to start being a, a lot more cognizant of sustainability, you know, whether it's PC, whether it's cloud services or, 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 what, or whatever it is. But I think that tech's going to accelerate what we're going to see in the next mm. couple of years. And of course, Microsoft has HoloLens, another cool tech yes. that's, that's potentially going to take us into this future. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I saw a, you know, <laughs> I was, I was I was speaking to chief marketing officers yesterday, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and they're even going, well, what, what does it look like for us in the future? You know, right. if, you, if you look at a chief marketing officer, you know, we were all about FMCG and putting up that billboard and the <laughs> lovely TV ad. But now think yeah. about this, if everything's connected in the next three to four years' time and we now have embedded sims and we have 5G um, in these, like, everything becomes marketable, right? So mm -hmm. e yeah. even that, I think, is drastically going to change. The one thing I would say you know, to people, and we need to keep reinventing ourselves, right? Mm. We need to be curious about this stuff. Yeah. We need to reinvent ourselves, what we do on a daily basis, you know, whether you're in marketing or whether you're in IT or whatever it is. I think that for me is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah I mean, my side again, you know, crystal ball, who knows? Yeah. I mean, we could, <laughs> some things you can see and some things you don't, but, uh, you know, if I had to look at it, let's take a step back. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think for a long time we told a lot of people at the end of the day, yeah, the computer is an essential part of your ecosystem. Yeah and wasn't necessarily adopted until a seismic change comes and makes that a reality, and yep. suddenly you realize, well, I don't know how I did without it. I think we're going to start, start seeing something similar with the AR and VR kind of view. I think like five years back, if I remember, we have, you know, we put a lot of investment, and we still do, right, into AR and VR, like the VR backpack, you know, mm -hmm. a PC on your back with the ability for you to connect in, in, in a 3D spatial environment. I think there are some limitations on a 2D platform, uh, like in an environment that you're working today. Mm -hmm. And if the technology supports that, why not? But I think when in that sense, you know, you've also seen some major changes on the way workplace and workforce distribution is happening today. Companies are, are talking to people that work in multiple locations across multiple borders. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, these environments create so much of static uh, capability and you could only do so much via PC and you want to be able to be more immersive. Colin spoke about it earlier, you know, the team building. What does that do for the social side of things? I think with those stimulations and those frustrations, but also the need for that, it'll accelerate the AR, VR, and then mm. I think you know, you'll start seeing more reality. I think the tech is there, and I think we're not afraid to embrace it. And mm. I think you're right. Maybe in the next five years, we'll see a lot more of that coming out because at some point, it'll turn to productivity and it'll turn to social improvement. And, mm. and that's going to be a great thing, right, at the end of the day for us as organizations. Mm. Excellent. Well, uh, it's been a fascinating conversation. Yes. I uh, really appreciate you both coming into the studio and thank both uh, Microsoft and HP for Supporting everything PC. Um, yep. It's a, a, a labor of love for Gerard and yes. myself, and uh, 
Um, I think our audience is also very appreciative of your involvement in, in this production. So thank you very much, Yesh. Sir Judin, no, no, I definitely mispronounced it this time. <laughs> <laughs> You're very kind to say. Yes, Sir Judin, there we go. Sir Judin, there, there we go. go. Yes, yeah. Sir Judin is MD at HP South Africa and Microsoft. Um, Big pardon, your name isn't Microsoft. Your name is Colin. <laughs> Colin Erasmus is uh, Chief Operating Officer of Microsoft South Africa. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us on everything. Absolute PC. pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you.